0: welcome to the kinja's podcast here we will discuss
1: dance life and whatever the f**k we want welcome back to the kinja's podcast movement in the shadows we're your host ben i'm charles and you got mike fowl and today in the house we have a very 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 special guest uh let me try to do this intro <laughs> justice do it right. well ben do it well founder of afters ice cream hey. and a myriad of other culinary concepts the founder of the streetwear company i am king and this guy is just an entrepreneur dream maker passion chaser Just all-around stand-up, really good guy. My good friend, Andy Nguyen, is in the house. Hey, welcome. Welcome. Thank you for the kind words. Dude, come on, man. Come (laughs) on, dude. This is a long time coming. Um, Well, dude, thanks for coming on to the show. Uh, So, yeah, this is where... um, So, the Kinders Podcast, we call Movement in the Shadows because this is really where... um, It's kind of like the the behind-the-hustle type of story, but... um, what people see through social media and, and all those types of even like shorter interviews, they don't really get to get the full scope and the full story on like how you're doing what you're doing and, and the, all the steps to get there. So this is really kind of that platform for you to just kind of open up that road. Um, but let's, let's start it off simple with uh, the story. Where'd you grow up? Um, that whole thing, where are you from? Um, I'm born and raised in Orange County, uh,
0: Westminster. Hey. Uh, to be exact, uh, born in 1984, um, grew up my entire life in that community. I still live in the Orange County area. I'm probably not
1: going to ever move out. Whoa, <laughs> nice. Uh, I love traveling, but I, I, I can't see myself li- leaving that area. Word. Yeah. So you grew up out there? Uh, did you go to like high school, college, all that too? Um, I wasn't always the most
0: scholar. I was the best scholar in school. Uh, I was always like the troublemaker. Mischievous one, I was. I'm like, I'm not like the bad kid. I just, I'm just hanging out with bad people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know how I feel really, you You was a bad
1: kid though. For you, don't give off the bad kid vibe to me. I mean, no offense. No. I mean, you're just Andy, dude. <laughs> He's a good guy. I think mischievous is mischievous, a good word. Yeah. To okay. yeah. I, I was like hanging out. With what, what are like people. the most like the mischievous things that you've done? Uh, I got kicked out of school out of my freshman year. Okay. Oh man, what'd you do um, that year? I was.
0: Failing all my classes, I got suspended, arrested, uh, Boy, fights. <laughs> you got arrested? <laughs> yeah, yeah, shoplifting with my friends at the. Oh mall. shoot! Okay. Uh, okay. No, but I think that's a rite of passage, though. It is. Yeah. I think. I think so. I think uh, getting getting that out early, early out of the way, and but it's tough though. You're, you're you're I'm Asian, and I'm getting kicked out of school, and I'm going home trying to explain to my parents like what happened, and they're like, "You're born in America." And you're feeling English, and you're Asian, and you're feeling math. Like, how did you? <laughs> exactly.
1: Are you Asian? And this is coming from Vietnamese parents. Vietnamese parents. Oh <laughs> man, you know. I am
0: so sorry that <laughs> <laughs> like, you had to go through that.
1: Jeez. So your parents—they your parents, immigrated from Vietnam. To... Well, yeah, they moved here in, uh, during, after the, the war. They moved here in the '70s.
0: Uh, they started in North Carolina, Minnesota, and ended up in, in the little Saigon area.
1: That's Got where you. I was born. What what did what did your parents do? Like just curious. Um my mom was like she worked for like those
0: plastic surgery companies where she was like taking care of the patients and they'd okay. like stay at our house and you know, I'd wake up and see a lady with like full on mask. you know, like, and, like walk out and I'd go, Oh sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my dad, you know, my dad did a combination of different things, the good things he did so he worked for like a company who fixed hearing aids and then okay. his other side hustle to take care of the family he was a sports bookie. Oh. Yeah.
1: dang that's yeah that's, wild. that's so, vietnamese for you man yeah. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, whatever, whatever it takes, it it takes. It, so kind of within the healthcare ish like <laughs> realm right yeah okay. <laughs> and then um so for yourself you were like mischievous kid uh getting kicked <laughs> out of school like where at what point were you uh like deciding like okay i need to shape up and Figure life out. I, I think during my sophomore year when I was going to continuation school,
0: okay, um, I was stuck at home every single day. You go to continuation. It's like it wasn't a, really a school. It's like it's like an office. You go to the office to pick up your homework once a week, um, and then you're stuck at home the rest of the week because you're in trouble, You can't go anywhere. Sure. And I lived across the right across the street from the high school I used to go to, mm-hmm. and I'd look out the window every single day at two thirty eight and see everyone leaving, having a good time. While I'm stuck at home. Doing homework and yeah, not being able to go sucks. out and hang out with anyone. And I was like, dude, this, it's cool the first week, you know, at home I get to watch, you know, at home watching MTV and all the soap operas in the daytime for that yeah. first week. And after that, I'm like, dude, I need to figure this out. And yeah. I don't mm. want my life to go like this. I don't want to be a failure because, you know, everyone's looking at me like, dude, you're you're, you're about to ruin your life.
1: Right. So were, were all your friends, like, kind of in the same boat as you? Or were they, like, off, like, doing other things, like, in the school? My group of friends, that my, my circle of friends, they...
0: I don't know. They're a lot worse than me, but they all were still in, in this high school. They're still in the school. None of them got kicked out except me. <laughs> I'm probably like the mo- I'm like the least trouble of all of them. And for some reason, happens uh, to I- the best.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I guess. So. <clears throat> okay, okay. So what was um, like? Oh, so, so during that high school time, did you so did you finish high school? I did. So my so you know I that, during that sophomore
0: year, I was like, dude, I need to get back. I want I want to experience like being social, having friends. I didn't want to be that weird, awkward, but I was super weird and awkward before that. I was like, picked on yeah. fights and all that, you know, yada, yada. And I took that sophomore year. I'm like, you know what? If I come back to school, I want to be a completely different person. I want to look back towards like people that I look up to and, and, and kind of shape myself of who I, who I really am. You no. Know, Cause before that I was like always like hiding who I really was and, and being shy and behind, you know, putting this wall up. And I came back like my junior and senior year, <laughs> um, I started participating in all the clubs. I started like uh, getting involved. In, I was I was joining everything like dance club, key club, impact club, mm-hmm. choir, basketball, anything I could could get involved in. I'd get involved in. Was it just to, just to like try stuff, or were you legit yeah, just like to, into all? I of was the... just I was I was into all of it. And, okay, you know that that really opened me up, and that made me more aware of like where I was going to take my future, and, and and I was more I was more happy with myself at the time, mm-hmm. and you know but by my senior year, you know, they, they named me as the school's best dress my senior year. Hell yeah. Wow. And then they named dope. me the school's, I was the school's social butterfly. I'm like, dude, that's weird, you know, I'm like this awkward kid and I'm like, <laughs>
1: the school's social butterfly. Hell yeah. yeah. Dang, dude. So were you, okay, so uh, out of high school, was there like already a like a clear career path that you were on or did mm-hmm. you kind of find yourself doing like odd jobs? Well, once you get kicked out of school, you don't get,
0: you don't get your, your fair choice of colleges <laughs> sure. that you want to go to. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that uh, is true. <laughs> so I went to community college. Okay. OCC, um, Orange Coast College. Yep. <laughs> I went there for about a year and a half and during that time period, I was cool. taking all my general ed courses. I took career planning classes trying to figure out what I wanted to do and I couldn't figure it out. I felt I felt stuck. I felt trapped. And then you could see my grades start sinking again. I'm like, oh no, I can't. I cannot fall back into that same hole as, as I did when I was freshman. Um, so one day, one of my best friends, uh, his name is Paul. Uh, he dropped out of school six months into it, and mm-hmm. he decided to go into real estate. And on a trip back, I think we went to go party in in Cal State, uh, Cal you know, Santa Barbara or whatever out there. Okay. And on the drive back, he's like, "Hey, uh, you should consider consider uh, doing real estate with me." I'm like, "Hell's real estate? I have no idea what <laughs> yeah. you're talking about." <laughs> um, he goes, "Well, I'm doing real estate appraisal, I'm making a lot of money working for this guy, um, and he's really young." Yeah. I was like, oh, shit, okay. that's interesting. Yeah, um, he's like, "We can start our own company," and that's what that's what triggered it. I was like, "You can start your own company? We're only 18 years old. Like, how's that even possible? Right? Like, that's not normal, especially at that era." Sure. Uh, era. I was like, there's no way you can start your own company. He's like, yeah, this guy's doing it. We can, we can start our own. Uh, this is, how, this is, this is what you need to do to, to get your license and, and start your own company. I was like, well, okay, uh, let's try it out. So I told my parents I was going to stay in school well, stay in school, <laughs> and, and, and do the, and do the um, real estate thing at the same time. So I ended up dropping out and, um, focusing on getting my real estate appraisal license. Uh There was like seven of us, of our group of friends that tried to do it, and I'm the only one that that happened to pass and get my license. Yeah. So everyone's like using my license to to get their hours in. (laughs) Um, uh, But we did that for about two years. We started, we launched our first company called uh, Home Source Appraisal. Okay.
1: Um, We learned how to quickly make a lot of money at that age. Okay. Um, But doing it... What were you guys doing? So like just
0: looking at homes we're and... working like in the real estate appraisal you're like you're like kind of finding the value for people the home so that people can get their loan approved sure. to get their houses um so they'd send us out there and god knows what they're thinking because we sh- definitely should not be doing that job <laughs> uh, we're driving everywhere from anywhere in southern california at the time from all the way up to uh, like central california all the way down san diego we're driving like everywhere uh, definitely my driving steals Definitely sharpened up through that whole process. <laughs> Just um, and but we, you know, we're, we're doing we're doing like each, each time we're doing one of the houses, we're getting paid from anywhere as low as three hundred fifty dollars to three thousand dollars a file, and we're doing sometimes ten to twelve files a day. So if you add that number up, I mean, yeah. yeah, you're doing you're making a lot of money up at that age. You know, so we're racking it up, and um, I was like, okay, okay, this is this is a lot of money. Yeah, but in that time period, I was like, dude, this stuff. I feel like a robot. Yeah, I don't like what I'm doing. I don't really know. I don't really understand what I'm doing. I'm just doing what what's being told. But I'm like, hey, I'm making money. This is what you're supposed to do. But
1: the job process, I was like, this sucks. Was that an actual skill though? You felt like you were exercising, like being able to like get the co- like cost of these homes and appraise homes. Is that like a like a skill that you learned, or is that just like you learned? Yeah, you learned through the process. Like we learned through you know, the, the people that, that
0: mentored us. But the skills that we gained from it was direction, like we getting directions because sure. we didn't have, we didn't have Google Maps at the time. We had to print everything through yeah. map. I oh had directions. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, when, when you were going to places, we'd end up like in like super sketchy areas. Like I'd end up in the hood and then I turn into a neighborhood and you got cars like blocking me and like, what are you doing here? I'm like, oh God, I, oh. I just need to get a picture of the house. And you're supposed to take like pictures of like, it's not random houses, but they're like, they call comparables. Yeah. So you get the, the three pictures of the houses nearby that are, it's not the actual house that you're supposed to go so when you're taking some, people like in front of their house and you're taking a picture of it they start chasing you down and, uh, yeah crazy. I'm sure Whoa. like you taking pictures of the they house don't, yeah, like, <laughs> take a picture of my house and, right so, um, yeah that, that was my uh, real estate phase and how long was that? Uh, I think about two and a half years in okay. my life and um, in that same time period um, I had one of my friends who, uh, who his name was Michael and he was starting up his nice. uh, breast colding brand sure and he reached out to me. He's like, hey, can you um, be a model for, the, uh, for our lookbook shoot? I was like, "Let's go. dude, I'm not a, I'm not a model. <laughs> I am not, not going to model any clothes. He's uh-huh. like, I'll give you free clothes. I was like, OK, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you mean, you man? Man? I'll pose it up now. <laughs> um, so I was like, hey, I did the photo shoot for him. And then he kept like asking me to hang out and, and help him out with things. And we ended up um, sharing an office. Like, he's like, OK, I don't have enough money you guys make some money, so when we get in the office, you can, you can do your real estate on this side, and I'll do my clothing thing on this side. And you know, it, when we're in that office, every day I'd like sit there and watch what he was doing. I'm like, this is way cooler than what I'm doing right now. What I'm doing sucks. I mean, it's, this is so boring. And even though he wasn't making any money, I was like, I'd rather be doing that. Yeah. Then he had a fallout with one of his partners, and he was getting ready to launch a second brand. Um, it was called Arisu. Yeah. And I was like, hey, can I... um. Invest my money and, and do this brand with you, and he, he told me no. I was like, why? I, I was like, I, I can do this. Like, yeah. He said, I don't, I don't think you're ready. I was like, okay. <laughs> you don't think you're, I'm ready? Forget you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go figure something out. Wow. And I, was, I stood around. I did stick around. Stuck around for a little while. But I went back to my best friend Paulo and I told him, mm-hmm. I was like, hey, I got this great idea. Why don't we start our own clothing brand? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we can do a lot better yeah, than these guys.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah.
1: Did you are always um, have that sort of, uh, I guess, I mean, I don't know, I guess that's like the beginnings of a businessman, right? Like, get your money, stack your chips, and then look for a business to invest into or start up for yourself. Like, did you kind of always have that mentality? I just, I, I don't think I had my mentality as like a business. I never saw myself as a business person because
0: when you, when you talk about business people, you're always talking about like the end result, the exit results of how to make a lot of money or make tons of money like my thought process was never about like making tons of money when, when my, my, my best friend first approached me about real estate the money part didn't interest me making a lot of money didn't interest me the, the part was like you gotta start your own company you gotta do something for yourself mm-hmm. uh, for the, in the clothing side I was like okay well I gotta be creative I get, this is like my outlet uh, I like clothing and this is way to, to like and I, I dress a little weird so let's see if I can like, find a way to express that in my own way mm-hmm. um, so I was like okay I'm gonna go start my own clothing brand
1: and was that the beginnings of I Am King, or is there something else? Yes, there okay. was the I'm King brand. Um, I'm King is short for Imaginary Kingdom.
0: Um, the word Imaginary Kingdom, to, to when we came up with the name, was like, like I refer to the kingdom as your brain. That's, you know, that's the most valuable thing you your own, that's, and your imagination, that's where your ideas come from. So you get the word Imaginary Kingdom, and when you break it down, you get the, when you cut the words down, you get the word I'm King, mm. you know, being a leader mm. and changing, and that's what we kind of, um,
1: push things towards and what year was this around when
0: i am king started we launched the brand and
1: first shipping date that was summer of 2007 got it okay i remember because i feel like i first met you right around 2008 nine ish this is when like ABC season one had just kind of <laughs> popped off and and i remember seeing i am king um around a lot during that time and uh i think you even had laid some some dancers on the show with, with it so I was getting familiar with it but then I saw the growth of um, even just like what you guys are putting out from not just like screen tees but to, to like the cut and sews and all that so where did you develop or how did you I guess develop the the brand how did you approach it um, as a clothing brand from the beginning and then how did it develop into what it became
0: so we're when we first started we're always trying to split things in two parts like um, the cut and sew side was supposed to be like obviously the longer names, so it's supposed to be more like all the cut and toe pieces were supposed to be around the Imaginary Kingdom name, and all the t shirt graphics were supposed to be around the I'm King. They end up, like, you know, people start kept gravita- gravitating towards the word I'm King. So we're like, hey, let's just let's just run with that name. But if we got to tell the story. We'll tell the story about the Imaginary Kingdom. Um, how we designed a lot of pieces our, our graphics at the time, were, you know, there are so many, there are so many brands out there already. You know, you know they had the Hundreds and, and Diamond, Black Scale, everyone's, and Crixon Castles, they're all picking up steam at that time. And we're like, dude, we need to find a way to, like, Stand out amongst you know in our crowd and find out what's what's our vibe and in our lifestyle. So you know a lot of our graphics are were really loud at the time. We're like we're not going to do just global shows. We're going to do like uh, really thought out conceptual designs. Like all of it, you, you see a lot of our early designs are always like really thought out. like Okay, if, you, if we explain it to you, you're like, oh, I get it. Um, and like, as for the cut and sew pieces, like we wanted to look as fresh as possible, so we're like we're going to we're going to like South Coast and we're going to all the high end stores. We buy. All those dope pieces that we wanted, yeah. And then we would flip it, yeah. And we we took this dope ass jacket from Gucci, and we're like, we, we want like this jacket, but make it like this, this, and this. <laughs> and and whenever we bring it to the show, you know, we brought it our own way, and we wanted it like price point friendly, yeah. And that's why we kind of saw how we did our, our cut and sew, and when we came to the trade tr- trade show, everyone's like, dude, you
1: have all these technical pieces, and all, all we were like, oh. we just picked up really expensive stuff, and so you wanted to buy like Gucci stuff. And put it on the company card. Be like, "Yo, this is R and D right here. So I write this off, yeah, we told, and, and, we'll and know, I'm going we'll make know. my own version of it. Because
0: we'll, we'll, <laughs> right, normally, China like they'll like if they, you send it like um, when you're doing like manufacturing overseas. They'll yeah. usually punch a hole in it and put like sample in it. Yeah, we're like, hey, make sure you send it back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're gonna we need to go return this jacket out to her, like, <laughs> Good man. Yeah. Tight. Dang. Okay, so uh, like how long did that go for? How long did even keep yeah, I keep running? I'm came for about seven years and we came in when we started the brand, we came in at such
0: an, an interesting time because we came in at the recession. Yeah. Um, I remember going to trade shows in, in New York and I'd see signs that said ninety percent off, and I'm like, dude, like, that's <laughs> dang that's wow, wild. We're idiots yeah, we're going yeah. into <laughs> we We're doing clothing industry and things are ninety percent off. How yeah. you're supposed to how you're supposed to, to survive through this thing. You know, we figured out at the time like what to do and it was tough it was definitely definitely a tough road
1: who was like on your team at that time like was it just you and
0: polo or uh, me and polo were are the the founders and the owners of it um, but we, we recruited a lot of people a lot of like really really talented people um, my sales reps were my, my friends and Lee who own a huge branding agency now and they're uh, they own about eight clothing brands under their belt that they wow. used to work under me, and they're they're doing sales of like sixty, seventy plus million a year now. Oh my um, god! We have our designer um, Marilyn. Um, she's like a huge social media girl now, and she's like Skrillex's like right hand like right hand person wow. who's rolling with them and doing all their merch now. Yeah. Um yeah. Brian Brian Temple, who's like our like our visual guy, who came in and and really directed the look of our brand. He's oh, like I know Brian. You
1: know Brian? Yeah, I used to dance the adhesion against him.
0: Oh, oh wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah Brian. So Brian, you know, Brian is like a, a visual genius and um, we when we brought him, you know, we brought him in and, and seen how he's grown. Now he's you know shooting for like huge companies. Wow. And his, his visuals are, are beyond what when he first started.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, so a lot of people from our team have like really grown and
1: and and made a mark in, in the industry. Now were these like your team? Was these like all the homies from high school that you just like brought on, or did you like put out like a like a casting like calling old cars type it was, of it was post, like or what? you know
0: it was like those it like it's like we were catching like good vibes on, on like who we were working with like like Chris like the only person that came from another company was like Chris and he came from a smaller brand, um, but when we brought him on he you know he he really took our sales to another level and he really understood the industry and, and where to take things. Um, but everyone else was like, okay, I used to play basketball with him. I think he'd be a great marketing guy. He likes to talk to people. Um, and this other guy, Lee, he's like, he's a, he works hard and uh, he wants to do sales. So well, we'll let him intern and see what happens. Yeah. Um, so everyone was like, it's like weird. It's most all, all vibes that we caught off of not really like posting. any. We never really posted jobs out there.
1: Yeah. So then with the clothing uh, scene, though, so you probably saw streetwear, like, the just the trends, like, just develop from, like, that time, because I feel like streetwear really got hot um, right around that time, even though it was kind of during the recession, but that's where, like, brands like Crooks were blowing up, and, like, you know, Stussy was doing the thing, Diamond was blowing up and all that, and I felt like I Am King was, like, kind of right in that realm of it. Um, what... Was uh, I guess your reasoning for thinking that you wanted to transition out of that? I think going to on to our
0: seventh year, like the industry was already shifting. Um, and for me, when I was when I was traveling, I was already developing like different hobbies and interests. And when you do something, the same thing for seven years, you're like, "Dude, I wanted, I don't want to keep doing the same thing forever." Mm-hmm. At first, I thought I was, I thought I was going to do like fashion clothing forever. I never thought I was going to go into another industry. Mm-hmm. Um, so after that time period I was traveling and I kept getting inspired and I was like I kept seeing like, like really cool unique ice cream stores and I was like dude Orange County doesn't have jack shit you know <laughs> like, that <laughs> is very true have <laughs> like, we have Baskin Robbins we have Cold Stone we have Thrifty cool those are awesome those yeah. are great places but they they're boring and they yeah. close at nine o'clock and they, they, they you know like we're like I, I want to do something I can I can the things that I, I traveled and saw, I was like you know, I'm, I can do what they're doing, but I can do it in a, my own way, I can—I think I can do a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you do I, it with style, man. Thank you. Those actors' stores are like just clean. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> super clean. Yeah. So, you know, I had this idea from in my head for two years. Um, I kept—I was actually giving away the idea to my friends, so I didn't have time to do it because you know I was <laughs> super busy. I'm getting the time. I was like, "Hey, like, hey, you should do this concept, like this ice cream concept. Kill it!" And they're like, "Yeah." Yeah, Andy. And then we actually, before I even did the after's idea, we we're actually trying to buy, like, we we're trying to find a new spot for the An King store. We're, we're in Santa Ana. We're we're gonna do like like a, like a speakeasy clothing store. Like, the ice cream store is gonna be in the front, and then you find a hidden freezer door and it takes you to the back, and the yeah. object store is in the what? back. Yeah. So that was our game plan. What well, we wanted yeah. to do. But end up you know what whatever happened we ended up not doing it and then i had this idea in my head for, for a long time and everyone kept turning me down and you know me and my friend my childhood friend scott were talking one day at, at, at a dessert place and we were both talking about like our dessert idea We both want to open a dessert place and our ideas were were like, pretty similar and they, they fed off well off each other we we're like oh wow like this is this is interesting so we kept talking about it more and more. Then we kept going to the gym and, and we're like, hey, do you want to do, do this project? I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm down if you're, you're down to do it. So, we go out. He goes, I'm going to go hunt for the, I'm going to go hunt for an ice cream shop. Mm-hmm. I was like, are you serious? You're going to do it for reals? Like, yeah so I'm going to look for ones that aren't are doing well and then we're going to offer to buy them out. I was like, oh <laughs> crap. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we found this location right across the street from the gym that we worked out every single day. In Palm Valley, and then that store, that store that was there, I've never been there. And mm-hmm. I've grown I up in this area my entire life. I was like, "There's an ice cream store there." <laughs> <laughs> um, it, was, it was called Lola's Ice Cream Deli. It says the sign said Lola's Ice Cream Deli, okay. and the guy was open maybe once every other week. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's you know, not open all the time. No, because he opened when he felt like it, because he's, he's already, he already had money. That's Loa's, yeah. man. <laughs> uh, he did it because he wanted to have a place for him and his, his grandchildren to go scoop ice cream with the tickets to the park and scoop, scoop and sell. Wow. So he you know, was like, well, it's not doing well, but whatever. I don't really care. And they were like, okay, if you don't want it, can we buy you out? And, mm-hmm. and Scott got t- trying to negotiate with him on, on what to do. And I was like, this guy, I don't think this guy's going to buy into it. Because he's like a sixty, he's like sixty at the times like sixty four years old, and he's like an old white guy. Yeah, <laughs> I got these these two Asian grooms walking in there. We're hey, gonna, your, yeah. gonna take over your store. You we kept selling him on this. We kept selling him on this, this, this dream that we that we envisioned, and he was like, "I have no idea what you're talking about, but I'm gonna give it a shot." Wow. wow. So you know, we came in there, and I ended up bringing my my two partners. You know, my partners with me too, and then. We ended up negotiating we negotiated a deal and we locked it in and we said, we're going we're to flip your store. Like, we're going to completely change this whole thing. And then when it opens, you're going to have, like, lines out the door every single day. Uh, and he was kind of laughing it off. He's like, no, you guys are, you guys are idiots, like, are lines, like, no one comes to this area. That'll be the day. Um, yeah, that'll be the day. <laughs> um, and then, you know, we came up with the idea. Uh, Scott had the name after us because he was researching it for, like, years already. Um, I had the the flavor, the, all the flavor profiles. I yeah. had it all like the ice cream flavor. I've been drying out for a long time. I was like these are the flavors we're going to test out. So I was making him, um, I was making the owner, John the white guy John. I was making him make the like, make the experiment on the flavors, and he he'd make these
1: flavors. He would like no one's going to bite us. Like trust me. Like Wait, so how do you know? How did you know that this guy was like the ice cream guy? I mean, he I, had a, a shop yeah. that he opened up once a week. Yeah, like what made you guys feel like this? We was tried his product, and, and I was
0: like, well. Shit, I don't know how to make ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, you know how to make ice cream? Nope. Yeah. Yeah. John knows how to make pretty. <laughs> this. <laughs> this. He's, done it for, he's done it for five years, and you know, for him, when he talks about it, it was like it was like science when he talked about yeah, it. So we yeah. knew he like he really cared about it. Sure. And we started testing out flavors. He executed really well. Like you know, mm. like I was like, hey, I want, I want milk and cereal flavor. I want cookie oh. butter. I want Vietnamese coffee. And these, and I want a, like like horchata flavor. He's like. I've never eaten these items before. <laughs> Are you yeah, so I, said, right ja, I told him, like, Jasmine milk tea. He's like, what is milk tea? <laughs> I'm like, oh crap, we're in yeah. trouble. But you know, yeah. when he'd make it, and you know, I'd send him recipes and he'd tweak it and make it work, and I'm like, he did. It, it came out really well. Yeah.
1: Um, Dude, that's insane, just imagining just showing up with Bobo in your hand and you hand it to him, I want this yeah. and ice cream. That's exactly what I want. That's he how takes a want sip it. and he's like, I got it. And then I'm like, I want
0: it purple. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Why purple? I was like, it's gonna stand out no one wants to look at because Jasmine is purple (laughs) (laughs) it makes sense trust me
1: (laughs) what was the thing that like got or got him to trust you guys like after I mean you guys offered once and he's like nah I think he was always reluctant along the entire way
0: when we came in there we took all like we were throwing out all his chairs and furniture we're like painting the store black and he's like Dude, like, who's gonna come into a black ice cream store? <laughs> <laughs> we're putting quotes on the walls, like the quotes, were, like I remember the, the one with the wall on the back said, uh, "Gucci Ming loves ice cream," and he's like, "What's a Gucci Ming?" Like, 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 this rapper, and he has an ice cream tattoo in his face, and he's in jail right now, so we should be okay. <laughs> we get down, if he gets out of jail, we'll take it down. he <laughs> <laughs> um, just shows up at the store, right? Is that my name? <laughs> I do love ice cream. Yeah, and then you know when we started conceptualizing, it was beyond the ice cream. We knew ice cream itself was not gonna take us to the next level, like what it was gonna help put us on the map. And this is six months, six, seven months before this, the Crona just came out. And then when the Krona came out, that was the first time I think news ever took it took food in in a different way. It's all you know, food mashups like that. Like, all the news out The donut was that like the croissant donut. Yeah, the croissant donut. Okay. And When I first yeah. shot, that was like that was a New York thing, and, yeah. and it, it got like worldwide news, and no one's ever seen that before. And the next thing after that was a few months later was the ramen burger, and that was like yeah. another New York item. And we just hit around a weird time. We, we you know we we were working on like, like supposed, my idea was supposed to be like waffles, like waffles, and we're supposed to do like waffle sandwiches, different waffle flavors, yeah. and then. We kept doing it, and we just totally bombed it. We're like, dude, we can't get it right. And then we tried different items. We tried, like, the sweet bread, and sweet bread was getting closer. And then Scott was like, huh, I'm going to think of something else. And then he drives to, like, a donut store. He drives past a donut store one day, and he, he brings it back. And I'm like, yo, we're about to go eat lunch right now. He's like, no, we're going we're gonna to try the donut instead of the sweet <laughs> bread. Yeah. We're going to take the jelly out and let's try it out. And we took a bite, and I was like, okay, that's it. That's it. Wow. Is that all in one day or was this like a lot of It was like time? over like a, like a six month period. Just oh. period. <laughs> everyone, everyone like, I just imagine that in like one day. Everyone's yeah. always story, like they always hope they go, were you guys high? I was like, I, was like, I don't even smoke. <laughs> it would sound a lot cooler if we did yes. yes. <laughs> um, Yeah, we, you know, it was like, we had to figure out how to name it and we didn't want to just call it like Donut Ice Cream. We had to you know, create a name for it. it was, Very clever. So we're like, okay, call it you know we had like icy bun, ice cream bun, creamy bun, milky and like milky bun. Took a vote and that was the that was the name that we, we decided yeah, to go with. Okay. And then uh, upon opening, uh, we did a test run of just ice cream. And we opened the day after Valentine's Day, February fifteenth, two thousand fourteen. We opened and we opened around then because we were like, Okay, well it's cold. It's not gonna be too busy. It's gonna give us time to, to like learn the business. Yeah. And you know we we approach the marketing a lot differently, like visuals, like okay, this is how we would just like in clothing, like we want things to look good. So we're always like trying to shoot food a certain way. Uh, the way we talked about the you know talked about the food and adding the lifestyle element to it, um, it just hit it just knocked it right out of the park. Like timing and everything that we hit is just like perfect. And next thing you know, it lands down the block. Every news station trying to contact us every single day of, like months, and we're like shooting content, like we're shooting, we're on this channel, we're on that channel we're on this blog and that first location every single day for about a year and a half lined down the block right when we that's opened that's crazy damn a
2: Fountain up. Valley location
0: Fountain Valley right? location yeah. and no one knows what the hell Fountain Valley is. <laughs> I went <laughs> to my Valley, they were like, up the valley and up the 101 I'm like no 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 no.
1: <laughs> Orange did, that, did that Lola
0: guy see, see what was happening but we, well, was when like, we told him about the, well you know when we told him we were going to have lines out the door we didn't know it was like I thought <laughs> like, like lines in the store like you know like 10-20 people at a time we made like a few hundred bucks a day, we'd be happy. You yeah. Every line the all blocks. So we're just like scratching our head. Like, how do we keep up with this? Sure. And,
1: yeah. Managed. So like, I'm sure when he came, was his mind just like blown? Like, well, what are you guys doing over here? <laughs> like, what just happened? No, all I'm, of us were like, no, no, what just happened? Yeah.
0: You should have told him, gucci main <laughs> <cream. Yeah>. yeah. <laughs> like for the you know for the first week that we opened so we have this flavor called the cookie monster yeah. which is like i our, love yeah. i cookie love the Monster. Flavor. so that first he, he had that flavor from lola's already so yeah. he had but it was a regular vanilla color right and i was like that has to be blue that <laughs> <laughs> like, first week he's like i'm not making it blue no one's gonna eat it i was like make it blue trust me it's called cookie monster we need to make it blue So once he changes to blue, our sales jumped up, like, that sold, like, 25 to, like, one on on ice cream flavor. And he's like, I'm not just not going to question you anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Just do whatever you want. It's, like,
1: like one of those things that's, like, Instagrammable, but also, like, holds its weight in in terms of flavor. Exactly, and flavor, yeah. You know, it's it's chocolate chip cookies. or It's like a cookies and cream on on crack. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah and that's what's stuff. so when you guys are uh, before you open were you guys pumping like tons into like marketing efforts uh like how did you get the lines to like or how did you get the to sort of pack out like that you know i think
0: a, a lot of the common a lot it was a lot of things that, that hit the right time um one was we hit the right media outlets first and i think i remember my friends were from food beast and he's being clothing so i was like hey can you do a post for us and once they did a post um OC Weekly saw it. Huffington Post wanted to shoot about it, and then Yahoo sees it. Mm-hmm. Yahoo, Yahoo's like, oh, we want to write about it now. And then from Yahoo, KTLA News, and then wow. Cooking Channel, blah blah blah. And then also like myself being in the clothing industry, everyone's like, well, the clothing guys opening ice cream stores. What the yeah, hell's going on? Yeah. So everyone's so curious. <laughs> and all these things are all tying together And the way that the social media looks, and the way we're building a lifestyle, and and the, this is like completely new to the industry. Now it's like a norm. Like everyone's doing the, what we were doing back then. But at that time, was, no one was doing that and attacking, like, the millennials. Like, grown up, he was, like, a high-end chef. Ramen Burger, he's, like, a street guy. He's, he was, like, a guy selling at the park. But we were, like, we we're like targeting, like, we are like, the millennial crowd. We are yeah. adding that lifestyle. Where, when you come in the store, the stores, at the time, I think the fashion trend was, like, all black and white, like, the Chanel minimalism look. So that's, yeah. we had. that's how we kind of got a lot of the ideas from. And then we added the lifestyle element of being cool and hip-hop and, Urban culture and EDM, public news speakers, and youth, you know, like when you wear the shirts, it like has like cool quotes on it. And yeah. when you walk in the door, you kind of felt that. And that's what we kind of, and, and we're open to midnight. And other ice cream stores open to midnight at the time. Yeah. No... I remember
1: when I drove up, um, yeah, it was, it was the night where the lines were out the door and it was like pretty late. It was like 10 something o'clock at night. And um, and then when I came in, and um, of course I had heard about it, you hit me up about it, and then I saw it through Instagram and all this stuff. So I was like, yo, this is going to be crazy. But I remember like, yeah, the feeling when I walked in um, and just experiencing everything from the crowds to like uh, like what the crowds were made up of, you know, like the, the, the age group, um, a bunch of Asians. Right. And, and then seeing like hearing the music, seeing like the decor and everything. And I was like, wow, this is like the first step towards um, like urban fusion into the food game. I mean, I mean uh, people were doing it with other concepts, but I felt like for it to be done with the dessert realm. Um, I knew that like, yo, this is, this is another game changer, you know what I mean? This is what, um, our demographic or the millennials, this is, uh, what, what grab or what we gravitate towards and what resonates with us. And so I knew that that was like, all right, this guy hit it again, dude, you know what I mean? So man, that was really cool to see that. Um. So from there, that was like year one of just the Fountain Valley locations? Year one, yeah, for about uh,
0: 11 months we had that first location,
1: yeah, before okay. we opened our second store. And then, and then like, what, how long did it take before you started opening up other locations? Um, so we found
0: the second store in Chino Hills, which I've never been to Chino Hills before we opened in Chino Hills. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, came, I remember like, looking at the location. It was, like a, it was like a former bakery, and we're like, mm, it's not going to cost us too much to launch it. And so I was like, let's, let's just try it out and i know like i know we were like visiting like we drop in to see how the traffic was there i sometimes i text the partners i'd be like guys it's so dead here we're screwed like we're oh, hmm. gonna die like our hometown like we know we could you know we we're found Fountain ladder. we have to we have to kill it we right. live in that in orange county but chino hills it, like, i was like I, we don't know this area we don't know how it's going to do and we're like let's just let's just try it out so you know we we stepped up our design game for that location and then Launched in twenty fifteen of January, I think January third. I remember clearly for some weird reason, um, and it was even busier than the first location.
1: Wow! Crazy. I was <laughs> like, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Dang, hey, that is like literally like going viral right in the food. game. Yeah. yeah. So once we, once, yeah. we
0: knew, once we knew once the second location like really struck, like we knew we were onto like real because you know everyone the first location everyone's like three months in they're like you're a it's gonna it's gonna die down after three months we are like oh, I don't know. Uh, I didn't even know it was going to be this busy in the first place. Like, you no, know, people were just like, "Oh, it's just hype, whatever." It is what it is. Once the second location hit, we, we we knew we're like, "Okay, we're onto something that that people haven't tapped into yet." Yeah. So we need to expand like really heavily from here. Sure.
1: I mean, like, as much as, like, even from the way that you're talking about it, you're, you're making it sound like you just got really lucky and you just kept on getting really lucky. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's exciting to believe that. But, but the, the premeditated idea of having, like, an ice cream
0: store, like, I don't think a lot of people would think just to, like, make an ice cream store. You have to be really, like, you know, not you
1: passionate, to to but you got to
0: want to do it. You know so what I'm saying? I,
1: mean? I, I, I don't feel like you're going to just keep getting lucky and keep, like, hitting, like, hit out the park. Right. I think... there's some level of a methodical way that you probably figured out like, okay, if this hit in this way this first time, how do we keep repeating that, right? So what was your process in terms of like actually being like a nerd about it and like really just like going into like knowing the, the dessert business and knowing how to kind of recreate this and create that energy to keep going? I think after
0: the first, after the first, Two stores like we knew like we had to buckle down. That's when we like, our, you know, our meetings got more like serious and when we, we sat down and talk like the direction of the brand. Like how do we grow from here? How do we emulate um, success of what like a cold stone has done or, yeah. a, pink, or a pink bear a Yogurt? and how How do we do what, what they've done? But in our, in our, uh, in our way of thinking, like yeah. our more approachable way to, to this generation. Um, and honestly, it, it's been there's like so many different things that we've tried along the way, and we kind of follow, studied the market of like what we've done in the past, like with clothing, because we, we're apply, that's what you we know we're in, we're in the business of, of, of generating hype, getting people excited. Like we, you know, we knew how to do that. We're like we, we can do this. We for sure can do this. With ice cream. It's easier with ice cream than doing clothes. <laughs> yeah. Clothes, you're only selling to guys. Ice cream, you're selling to everybody. Oh, yeah. So like, you know we're, we're you know the way the store looks, the way the processes go. Like we we really like tighten things up. Like we're still changing things to this day, like systems and logistics and it's it's tricky and it gets harder every time
1: yeah i mean like you said about building or being in the business of hype it's just creating a culture and it's uh i guess developing your following and then knowing what that following um wants right and then i mean like you said yeah like selling a t-shirt um what, what i don't know what 18 dollars with like a uh, an ice cream cone is like what three dollars so i'm sure the margins are a lot better and everybody wants ice cream right you know and um, I think so with that though, so did you really take the, the streetwear, like that whole model of like creating like a cool culture, um, like how much of that was in your thought process like directly with this or was that just kind of like the marketing tools that you learned through that, that you applied or was it some sort of direct correlation that you put to I it? I think it's a part of like our, our, our entire lifestyle, of how we think and who we hang out with
0: and um, how we grew up anyways, like that was all part of how that all shaped up and came together because a lot of it was, you know, like Scott was doing footwear at the time. I did clothing at the time and you know, we, we, we learned those techniques from there, but we knew nothing about the food business mm-hmm. and we're just, we're just trying to apply
1: the stuff that we knew to different work experiences and put it into what afters became and, and did you guys, like, operate the store, the locations yourselves, or did you guys hire people to operate the them? The
0: first one, we we operated ourselves because we wanted to learn the entire system. Yeah. Like, from the ice cream. I remember, like, I was learning how to make ice cream. Like, I don't remember much of it now, but I remember sitting there, like, churning and pulling it out. Right like, really? I was like, I need, to know, I need to know how to make this. Uh, I need to know how to work the crash register. I need to know how to do scheduling. I was like, I wasn't doing scheduling before. I didn't mm-hmm. do scheduling on King, Like, it wasn't my thing. Because um, like, everyone's like here. Everyone comes in nine to, 9 to 5. You get out by 5 o'clock. If right. so you shipping, then you got to stay after But, for the ice cream business, we had to have a schedule. Uh, we had to learn how to keep uh, – we're pumping out so much ice cream that if we have the thing open too much, it starts melting. So we had, to, you know, we had to plan things around like how long to keep the ice cream out before we put – or if it's too cold when it comes out, the like, deep freeze. Like, you're breaking your wrist trying to scoop. Like, you to get scoop out. <laughs> yeah. So we're, you know, we're learning different things along the way. Like, now. Like, okay. If you take it out, you need to leave it out for like 30 minutes. So you need to plan ahead once you get to like this part of like, the, yeah. the, the ice cream bowl and put the next one in.
1: Even the, how to pass out the button, when to press it, like all that stuff. Like, wow, like, I'm damn. sure that learning process must have just been like hours upon hours upon days. We're in, we're
0: in it, so we're changing yeah. it like on the spot. You know, sure. like, we're like, okay, we're gonna break this window, we're gonna put three and change this to this. Even though the store was so small, we're like, we have to keep changing things
1: too. Yeah, so like you guys literally learned how to operate from top to bottom from that first location. Right. And then from there, you hired operators to handle location two, three. Yeah, whatever. we hired people that were. Uh, that have
0: been or that I've worked in the restaurant industry that know more than us to help us like line things up to how to do uh, how to run multiple stores at one period like that's those are things that are like past my favorite. like I don't know what to to yeah. like. <laughs> yeah. get someone else that's an expert at this so yeah. like, okay let's not do what I'm good at just focus what I'm good at and
1: just have else do that so Chino Hills opened up when uh, January third two thousand and fifteen okay and then when did you guys like when was like the mass like afters. Spread empire. empire.
0: The second year we opened about three to four okay. more stores. So Tustin, Long Beach. Ugh, I forgot where else. Um, For uh, third year we opened another seven, eight stores. We're at store wow. right now. We're at we're in four and a half year like a little over four and a half years now. And we're at
1: store number twenty four. Holy crap! Twenty four in four years. Happy, what was the year that like you just opened up the most doors? Last year we went like we went like nuts. <laughs> yeah, we're just like going go crazy and open as much as
0: we can. We it's signed so many
1: leases. And is this? Are you guys franchising it? is this all cell owned
0: by us. Like, we have no franchises. It's all corporate owned by our, our group. And, um,
1: and we we
0: we wanted that way. We wanted more control to see what happens. And yeah. Yeah, we don't know what we're going to do next. So we're trying to figure it out. So.
1: That's crazy. Are you like having fun with this? In the in the.
0: I'm having fun with it. It's, it's a different. It's a different fun than it used to be now. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm always looking to create, like you know, I'm like, I'm always like looking forward to do what, what's next. Yeah, And how to tackle the next industries.
1: Right. Yeah. So I mean, outside of afters, because you were doing afters, or you've been doing afters this whole time, but you have a bunch of other food con- concepts that you opened up, right? Mm-hmm. You have uh, what Pig Pen Delicacy. You have Red Envelope, um, dough and Arrow, which is our
0: cookie concept. Groundhouse, which is a, a Newberg concept that we launched uh, last week. Portside, our seafood concept. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're just like,
1: hitting everything. This is crazy. We're just going to, yeah. It's, it's, uh, so it's just a whole gamut of food, like everywhere. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just trying to ruin people's diets. <laughs> <laughs> Make them happy. Those all <laughs> I don't know, all we O.C.? Yeah, we usually
0: incubate a lot of the concepts back in, in our home area um, to make sure because it's close, it's easy for us to check on. And if it does well there, then we start expanding um, in different areas. And a lot, but a lot of the brands are getting into their second, third, and fourth location now on, on each project. Um, Red Envelope just launched their second location in Orange County. Our third, lo- third, and fourth location will be in Chino Hills and Riverside next. We know,
1: you know, we're like
0: Chino Hills again. But now, now I hope Chino Hills, <laughs> like, what can I have now? <laughs> Chino's in now. Chino's like, all right, we love you guys.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's great. I mean, um, so when we first started kicking and we've been talking for years about like collaborating on something, right? And like, this goes back to, I feel like even like 2000, I don't know, 9, 10, where we're just talking about, like, oh, to do something. And then um, was it 2015, 2016 that we did the collab with you guys?
0: 2016, I think. Like, 16, like, I think so. Or 20 or, or 2017. Last, 20, year, oh, last year, it was last, last year. Wow. Yeah, it was last year. yeah. 2017. You guys
1: brought out your opened up your yeah. Alhambra shop, right? Yeah. And we we set up shop here in Dojo in uh, end of 2015. Um, and yeah, that like I think the cool thing I think about you, Andy, that um, if I were to have brought up a collaboration idea to any other food concept, like yeah, we're a dance crew. You guys want to collaborate? Like. get out of here like we have no interest in collaborating with like a dance crew right but um I feel like something that is very unique and that I admire about you and I love is um your ability to see things outside the box Mm -hmm. and uh think very unconventionally and so when I approached you about like yo you guys are coming down the street from us like why don't we do a little collab and like you were like yeah let's do it like there was like not even hesitation and in your mind I'm sure you're probably like, I don't know what it's going to look like or what we're actually, what the product's going to be. And, but like, it was fun. I remember just sitting in like a think tank with you and like, yo, could we make an ice cream flavor? You're like, yeah. Like, what do you have in mind? like, well, we have a homie that's a chef. Like he has like this dope, like black sesame, rice crispy, caramelized thing. Like he can make the flavor and then. We went out to Huntington Beach and got into the flavor lab with, <laughs> John? The, yeah, the Wizard of Oz of ice cream, you know, <laughs> and uh, we made the ice cream flavor and then we, you know, made a t-shirt and a hat, you know, just kind of have some product there. Um, and, like, it was just, to me, it was just exciting because I'm like, we're creating something random and um, applying the same sort of, like, you know, hype, create, creating hype and buzz. Um, and at the time, we had just like finished like doing a, uh, oh no, it was the World oh, of Dance. Yes, yeah. yeah, World of Dance. We would just finished that. And, but like just your downness for it was what was exciting to me. But it was also scary for me because I was like, I so hope like, this that- is going <laughs> to be cool and I hope people show up, you know? Yeah, I remember, and then I was like, I, text, I was texting you. I was like, hey, man, there's, a lot of people here <laughs> <laughs> and I was like oh shoot!" <laughs> and then we were gonna, oh we we'll just like you know small little in-store performance and whatever whatever and then like yeah like shut block dude like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and he texts me like yeah, yo dude people are like lined up around the block and so I remember showing up I'm like holy crap like what is happening and then there was like police helicopters yeah, why like, okay, bro, uh... like thinking that there's some sort of riot happening <laughs> and I mean yeah dude it's ice again ice it's just ice like ice 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 <laughs> it was it was so fun to do that and like again it, it, it just shows um the type of mind that you have of like creating something from scratch changing the game um yeah and I, I think that's why i like to call you like that dream maker passion chaser you just go for the thing that you most believe in and and obviously you don't you don't shortcut and you 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 take things very seriously so yeah. you make sure it works right yeah um yeah dude i just just gotta like shout that out with you know to yeah. you right quick. Can I can I tell you guys a little weird story about like my past i
0: never told like yes anyone? yes like, yes. He'll yes. he one of my buddies here. He'll know he'll understand it why. So dance to me has like a weird special place for me, like really really weird place for me. So when I when I was a kid I was super like I mentioned like before I was like super awkward, and then my fresh out was my freshman year that's when I first like you know like you know, I was like seeing all these people like battling and dancing all the time so I was like dude. That's super cool. I want to learn, I want to learn how to dance. But I'm, I'm super awkward. And I don't know if I can get there. I'm, like, super shy. I don't talk very much. And then I remember the first time I, like, I remember when, like, trance was, like, getting popular when I was a freshman. And then everyone was doing that Nordic track dance.
1: The Nordic track.
0: <laughs> and I was, like, the Nordic track. And I was, like, okay, yeah. cool. Like, I could do that. So I started doing it. And like, a lot of dances. And then along the way, I was, like, okay, sea walking. It became, like, super cool. Yeah. And I was in I, there. And when <laughs> I was, like, when I was, like, in Around when I was growing up with my group of friends, that's all we did all day long was like practice and go battle everybody. And that's a lot of times when I learned what I learned through a lot of dance was like a lot of my confidence builder. Yeah. I got, I wasn't like the greatest, but when I I'd go, I I'd, like, I'd feel like a completely different person. Like, yeah. It's like I was yeah. like, like you guys, it's like my mask on. You know, I go out there, full on confidence, I battle, and I'll be like, dude, I just took that guy out. I got this. Like I come okay. into the like, circle, I'm like, yeah. I got this. That guy's dead, I'm gonna ruin the circle. And for years, like a lot of those years early, my like my years from like like my junior, senior year, like I go to like I was going I'm, like I'm gonna everyone's school dance, I'm just gonna destroy everybody right now. I got this. Uh, but that was like my confidence level. That yeah. like gave me a lot of like 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 that's like my superpower at the time. I was like, Dude, if I go on a dance, I got this. Like I'm not sure. I'm not I'm not scared. You know? Yeah. And I think that's why it has like a special place for me. Like I, I was appreciated and like watching it, I'm, like, yeah, I love it. Like I'm, like I'm not doing what they do, but but for me it's like that was like my confidence builder, you know, so, how's that weird closet? I I didn't talk here. I was like that quiet guy in the group, but I think that like, like put me out there more to like don't be afraid, just like go in there, just have a good time. Just, this is this is your way of expressing yourself.
1: Yeah, dude, that's so legit. I mean, we talk about this all the time, like about why we started dancing, and most guys have the same story. It's yeah. like, well. I know that I noticed that girls like guys who can dance. <laughs> so I decided I would like to try this thing and it just kept going. <laughs> yeah, it really is a confidence
0: builder. It's like we did that and then now we're here. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that's really cool though, that like dancers are like just that, just that it that like a confidence builder for yeah. you. Yeah, I feel like that's that's super cool to hear.
1: Do you feel like you're an entrepreneur? Would you define yourself as an entrepreneur? That word is like
0: so – I don't know. It's so weird for me, the word entrepreneur. Like I see myself as like – like I want to be like the creative, like like build a strong creative culture. And it happens – I just happen to fall into entrepreneurship. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I don't – because I don't – like I mentioned you guys, I don't vision things like I don't I'm not looking at things as a dollar sign. So I'm not looking at like, oh, I'm gonna go make like a hundred million or be a billionaire from this, so That's not that's not my, my goal at the end of the day. Like that doesn't drive me. You know, what drives me is like how can I make an impact? How can I like like shift cultures? How can I like change communities like in, in certain ways and, and yeah, through 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 fashion and storytelling and food, I've been able to, to be creative and use my creative outlet for that and I just happen to own a lot of businesses through it but i don't see myself as like the normal business guys i'm not out there like no i'm not out there like my goal is to make a million dollars i'm going to go out there and, and, and kill everybody to get to, to to get that that dollar but um, for me it's just how can i shift this community if i go into like whether i go into whether i stay in food or i go into like music art sports politics how can i go into those industries and how can i how can i shift it how can i make it cooler just want to to different industries and make it a
1: lot cooler Mm. hell yeah (laughs) so when you uh like say start up a new business venture are you already thinking about how that venture is going to end or is there anything that you look at as like this is going to go on forever and then find out that okay i'm bored of it now i'm always if i'm since i'm out there so much now i'm like traveling all the time
0: so i'm getting like my my head's always brewing with ideas. I'm like, yeah, okay, like, I've seen this. I'm a little skewed on when I go out to eat now. Like when I used to go out to eat, you know, I used to go out to eat for the enjoyment of it. Now when I go out to eat, I'm like, that tablecloth table should be like this. This food should be placed like this. If you put that item in this, the sales would go up like this much. Like, this is the if you put replace this menu items like this. Yeah. So that's how kind of, you know it, it, I'm a little skewed on, on, on that on that part of like on those things now. Yeah. Um, what, approaching different businesses, like how am I go, going now? Like I look at it as in, like how do I do things on a bigger scale now? Yeah, you know, like I look at real estate a lot different than I used to when I was younger. Was cool. How can I go into um, this shopping mall and redefine how the shopping experience? Because you, you, I told you, you when know, we had a conversation last time. You know, people say retail is dead. I'm like, yeah, that's not true. And I was like, retail is only dead because you're not adapting to what's going on right now. Yeah. If you go to places like the ice cream museum or happy place. And those are, people are spending money on those things because to give you an experience, you're going out there, you're, you're, you're doing things that are, uh, are, are hitting you at all, at all your, your, your sound, vision, um, taste, smell. And I think that's what people are looking for. If you turn stores into, for me, if you're turning stores into more of an experience than trying to sell the product all the time, people will start buying into, into, into you, they'll buy into you like in the long run. Like if you, maybe you don't buy something at the store, you'll, you go online, you're like, I love this brand, I'm just going to go, buy, I'll buy it online. instead.
1: I love that. I mean, I think you hit it on the head with even, um, probably even like why the, the Alhambra store opening was such a, like a hitter, because that was... The, the afters experience but yet yeah, with a, a fully unique spin to it with like Kinja's you know involved and like you guys branded the whole front of your store with like Kinja's branding where it looks like it's the Kinja's ice cream store right? <laughs> yeah. and it's still it up is, there yeah, yeah, it's
0: still great. up yeah. and it always yeah. yeah. keeps like, we like, love that and you still take that down yeah I love I that. take girls there all the yeah. time <laughs> 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 see I own a Kinja <laughs> <laughs> this is my <laughs> ice cream store my ice
2: cream
0: it's crazy. It's, crazy. Uh, it's crazy. After that, that after the we we had that grand opening event because the sales were like okay. We knew
1: like when this event happened.
0: After that, like sales were like skyrocketing. Like, oh it, like, man, that's what it does really well. But that's the thing, yeah. yeah wow. You're
1: creating an experience and and like yeah, making everything have its own identity. And I'm sure even from the shop to shop, like you would, like you have your Pasadena one that's like at an old gas station or something. Yeah, like. yeah.
0: We picked this vintage gas that's station. So and, and we could have been on because everyone's like, why did you go in Colorado? And we're like, well. We can't get a vintage gas station anywhere, so we're going to – if we're going to get a location, we're going to make this one like something. We're going to turn this into a destination even though it's not on the Prime Street. Like, you know, we're going we're gonna to turn this into a Prime Street. It's, yeah. one our best, it's still one of our best performers so now. so and you guys have ice cream trucks now too, right? Yeah, we have like ice cream event trucks that we have going out in the streets. We have special carts we do for catering. We do, yeah. We do all the music festivals now. Yeah. you guys are at Coachella.
1: Yeah. Dude, I, I got so stoked when I was driving to Coachella and I saw a giant truck <laughs> that said, after his ice cream. I'm like, yo, I know that guy. <laughs> yeah. It's so cool, man. And thanks for like you guys were at arena too. You guys definitely yeah, have presence there. Hooked, yeah. up, hooked everybody up with some delicious yeah. ice cream. Yeah,
0: the dancers got hooked up. I was actually in the backstage where all the dancers were practicing and stuff, and I was like, damn, these people are spoiled right now. <laughs> Getting ice cream while you're freaking rehearsing <laughs> and right. competing. Jesse was stomach Yeah.
1: What yeah. <laughs> <I think> are <one laughs> those massage tables? Getting <laughs> ice cream man. A massage? Yeah, I was like,
0: what in the world? <laughs> Life
1: is good. Dang. Dang, so how like? Do you know how many businesses you currently have up and running right now? Um, In the food realm itself,
0: probably like eight or nine. And then I have like business ventures outside of food too that I work on. Probably like 13, 14 different projects I have. Maybe more. I don't want to say it to scare myself, but yeah, it's it's a lot. It's it's (laughs) definitely a lot. But um, I have great teams around me that that support the vision and allow me to be able to continue to create and have fun and and do what I do and still have the flexibility of of Traveling and, and finding some balance—I don't know what kind of balance it is, but you know, trying to go out there and, and seek it somehow. Yeah. Well, how do you keep up with it all? Like, <laughs> yeah, like, do you have a, a personal assistant? You know, I, I, figured, you know I, I did before. I used to. I kind of took that off the table. Um, I found. I found. I figured out my role. You know, I'm like. I'm like. I was like. I don't need to be the CEO of every single brand. Like, I don't need to be at the top of that and run everything. Like. I, I don't even like doing that, anyways. I don't like coming in there and like, screaming and being the bad guys. Like I want to do, I want to be on the creative side. I want to create. I want to come up with ideas, campaigns, um, help lead the way in how to grow the business and uh, how to expand. Like those things that I like working on. It's like I'm just going to stick to what I'm good at, and then whoever wants to be the big boss to be the big boss, I'll just be on the sideline. Cool yeah, so I've been, I've done that before. I've done that role before. Like, it's, it's cool.
1: It's just not for me. Do you feel like, and I ask you this in all seriousness, do you feel like you found mastery in anything? I feel like I'm always still learning.
0: Uh, I think there's always people out there with like amazing like (laughs) vision and mindsets, and that I'm trying to pick apart and learn from. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know I've been gifted with something. Um, I think so. uh, (laughs) I think something. You know, they say. say uh, (laughs) Somebody up there wants me to do really well, obviously, yeah. um, That's that obviously, and also keeps it challenging for me at the same time. Um, I don't know, like, being a master, I, I always feel like I'm, there's so much more to learn that I meet different people, and like you guys, and I talk about things, and I'm just like, oh, like wow, like, like, I never would have thought that way, and, and for me, I'm, I'm always picking things apart and learning. I'm, just, I'm forever a student. I don't, I don't know if I'll ever master anything, and I'm okay if I don't ever master anything,
1: uh, but I'm, I'm okay with being a student for this. Well, I think you just said what you're a master of. You're a master of being a student, right? I mean, I think like not not in school, <laughs> no <laughs> you school. Don't to well. School to be not, a student, not a classroom. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. No, the, I mean, the world is your classroom. Yeah. <laughs> we we like we kind of throw around this term, master the art of student. I mean, we're at the Kinja's Dojo. We like hashtag this thing, and, and, and uh, we we really um, have like a real like philosophy behind. Um, being a student like is it should be a forever thing, right? Even if you're a teacher, you're only going to be a better teacher the more you're learning. So the more you're constantly learning, you're going to able to teach that as well or apply that to whatever it is that you teach. So um, the whole idea of mastering the art of student is like learning how to constantly be in a mode of I have more to learn. Doesn't matter how much I have, there's more to gain, and you're going to keep going. Otherwise, then you're going to create your own ceiling, and then you have nowhere to go. So. I mean I just feel like you just said it right like you want to keep learning keep growing and and figuring things out and yeah I love it man I think like just the thing that I see in you is the natural um, real organic way of connecting with people and like you seem to me as a curious person and if something piques your curiosity you'll go into it and like dig into it and be like what's here you know and then find out, oh, shoot, there's some gold here. You know, I might be able to kind of make something out of it. Or just dirt. <laughs> or it's just dirt, man. That's what's up. Um, within, like, okay, so having done all sorts of, like, like different types of industry of business mm-hmm. and stuff, um, was there anything, like, um, any like lessons learned, regrets, something that you wish you would have, like, done better? Or if you can go back in time and, like, kind of coach yourself how to do something better, do anything? It's so hard to say like that because I wouldn't – if things didn't happen the way
0: they did, I wouldn't be in the place I am now. Sure. Um, so it's hard to change any like – you change one second of your life and it could be like – it could be a completely different life now. Um, I'm definitely content with how things turned out and I'm completely okay with it because all those hardships and fail, failures were all lessons. And I think those lessons that we go through are – they teach us how to value – like how important like these little these little successes are these little pieces of things that because they all add up to something big. And you, all those losses you understand you're like they will. Now you you understand the true meaning of like a dollar. You know, like yeah. people like a dollar means nothing like I was just spending. But, but once you start going through like so many so many different situations and failures and uh, hard experiences, you're like dude that. Yeah, that dollar was so hard to earn. Like you know that, that it's so important to like like hang on to that and, like. Like I'm just going to throw it away this time where I'm going to be a lot smarter with it. So, mm-hmm. uh, all those hardships that I've taken, like they, they've taken me to where I'm at today and, and to be more aware uh, of how I take I myself in the future.
1: Mm-hmm. How do you evaluate taking risks? I don't really evaluate taking risks. Hmm, how do I explain that? If something gets me
0: really excited and I can't stop thinking about it, I'm going to go towards it right there it's it's super risky or not because if I can't stop thinking about it
1: it's so going to run like in my curiosity. head forever it's like, yeah, it yeah. like
0: curiosity so I'm going to keep chasing it and I'll just figure it out along the way <laughs> that's what <laughs> that usually happens you know what I mean like something yeah, usually yeah. Just based off like a lot of the projects I have like you know I've worked with like different partners and some somewhere I've had great you know uh, relationships with and others that it just didn't work out mm-hmm. Um. now for nowadays I'm like more feeding off of like energy and bias and like hey I have to be able to like have a good feeling about this person, follow my gut feeling and you know, be able to like call this guy and just like joke around before, you know, before anything else. Before yeah. Before we get to into, into bed and figure out what we want to do next. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, it's a, it's, it's tricky. You know, we, we always, I'm always jumping in first and figure, figuring out along the way. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not, for myself, I'm like, I don't want to live my life wondering about things i and I'll just do it now and if I fail, well, Figure something else, like jump onto the next.
1: Do you have any failures?
0: We call them failures, can call them lessons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, I, I, I've had That's projects that right. fail I'm like along the way, like you know, like the clothing thing was always like super tough. You know, it wasn't easy. Like some seasons we'd make like buttloads of money, and other seasons we'd miss shipment dates, and accounts would be like calling us. Like Zoomies would be like, "Where's our order? You're 180 yeah. days late." And we're like, oh, "All <laughs> so our bills really right now. We need to pay us You know, yeah. like, if we don't pay yeah. this, like we're we're completely screwed." Um, I'd had food projects that that didn't work out. Like uh, at a store called Noodle Noodle, and there's so much like tension going into that whole thing. And we had partners that were stealing it from us. We had a car that ran into the store, and I was like, "This is what? bad. Oh. This is bad juju." Ju. We need to, <laughs> I don't need to get out of this now. Let's we own Let's get yeah. the heck out of this. Another, I was like a oh, weird time. Like, uh, what else? Yeah, trying I tried to, try to launch it. And I'm King Vodka. Project back in like that. I was like, dude.
1: I was like, dude. I don't even
0: like alcohol that much. And we're like, Test- <laughs> we're like sitting there testing like different vodkas. I was like, I don't even drink vodka. <laughs> I don't mean, every day we're I drinking. It, I was like sitting vodka. there. I was like, dude. This is like this is the worst. Like, <laughs> yeah. and I remember this guy I was like, yeah. We know exactly what we're doing. We're going to sell to all these distributors and the partner we ended up with. Was like, it was all bad. And and I was like, I'm not going to learn the alcohol industry because I'm not passionate about. It. I don't. I say like, I don't even like to drink that much though. <laughs> I don't think this is a good idea. It's like, yeah. you know, those things that we spend a lot of money and end up not doing
1: it. And other, there's tons of stuff. There's tons of little failures. Like, in between. But I mean, I love how you put it. You said it depends on how you look at it. A failure is not a failure. It's a lesson learned, right?
0: It's a lesson learned. It's experience. Yeah. It's experience. Like the
1: the more things, if
0: you if you look, if you meet people with, like so much experience, you can, like look at all the stories he has to tell. Like that's why he's at where he's at because he he's seen everything. He knows exactly how to bob and weave, and you know it's like it's like a
1: boxer over time. totally
0: he's not as fast but he's like a lot smarter about, you
1: know yeah I think like um yeah that just reminds me I mean Charlie and I were talking about this you' were talking about that uh, obstacles or opportunities right yes they yeah. are and I think it, you know, a failure is that could be a one-time event but then there is event there are events that happen after that one-time event and that's your process of either bouncing back or like letting yourself be defeated by that failure, right? So I think somebody like yourself <clears throat> who have, who's tried a ton of things and not every single thing is going to work, not every single thing's going to hit, but you're the consistent, you're the common denominator in all those mm-hmm. things. Like you're involving yourself in every one of those things. So if something works, great. We're going to keep going with it. If it doesn't work, okay that wasn't it but I'm still me I'm going to bounce back out of this one and I'm going to go towards the next thing right so I think that's um, something I completely see in you and I've seen that like through your whole I mean just the growth of you know us being friends and just seeing your moves man I, I feel like that's um, that's just how you operate you know that's how you look at um, quote unquote failure man and that's dope um, what, what are your thoughts about going into uh, business with friends um depends what kind of friends uh, it all depends some friends
0: um it just it just depends honestly there's everyone's different everyone has a different personality some some you'll gel with and and it, you'll you'll you fill each other's gaps some people you're you're too alike and you're always hitting you're always doing the same thing where you're, you're not filling the gaps and the problems happen or you have people you deal with egos and you deal with uh that's what they don't train you in. They don't teach you that business when you in the books. They don't, they don't they teach don't. you about partnerships. They don't teach you about um, the battles you go through with the people, your partners that you work with. They don't teach you about like personality issues of your staff <laughs> and management. And you're like, oh, crap! I'm dealing with a thousand different people with like, crazy personalities, <laughs> yeah. and no one thinks. No one's gonna be able to think like you, like you. But you know? yeah. if, if I can get someone that, like eighty five percent me, then, then I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's different. You just. If 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 you really, I think if you're transparent about it in the beginning, um, I think business, just like relationships, compromised. Um, being transparent, putting everything on the table, um, everyone making sure they're 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 filling, they're doing their role, and I think if you do a lot of those things, you don't you don't really have too much, you don't really have too much problems. But if anything, any of those are out of
1: whack, then you're gonna it's gonna be a battle. Yeah. Did you go to business school at all? You just kinda of learned all this on the fly. Just Yeah. School of Hard Knocks. School
0: well, of Hard Knocks, yeah. I learned it from uh, asking questions. Like, you know, other people that have businesses and experience other people that have great businesses or people that have failures through partnerships and I've always asked questions like how do you deal with it? And same they'll ask to me, like how did you deal with this? And yeah. what would you do? And I think I've been I've had numerous of business partners over time to kinda of be able to figure out like what kind of people I want to work with and, and align myself with.
1: Yeah. Uh, You mentioned earlier about um, trying to make sure you find balance, right, from your work life to your personal life. Mm -hmm. Um, What do you do for for your balance? Um, uh, My wife puts me in check. (laughs) Of course. Uh, Of course. (laughs) course. She's there for
0: Um, We we try to spend a lot of our time traveling right now. Mm I think that was a common thing that we both enjoy doing, and we use that as our outlet to not just... To, to get away from from things, but you know, it's still when I'm out there I'm looking at things like, well, I'm gonna turn this into the <laughs> <laughs> part, part off. But no, yeah. you know, that, that's my escape. You know, like I uh, people don't know about, it. you know, I watch I watch tons of TV when I'm like that's like my background noise. So if I'm doing work on the computer, like Netflix or so some documentaries on, so I'm just like learning something and doing my work at the same time.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, I don't want to play when I'm on an airplane, I'm usually always reading. Just different things. I enjoy every day is like an adventure to me. I rarely eat at the same restaurant twice. I'm always like hunting out for a, a different restaurant. Yeah. I like, did my like my my list of like check-ins. I was like, dude, I think I've eaten well over ten thousand restaurants. <laughs> so <I'm>, like, Whoa. <laughs> and for me, it's like it's like an adventure. Every day is like a yeah. new adventure. I was like, I'd rather eat at a new crappy place than the place I've enjoyed before, just so I can get like a new experience yeah. and see what's out there and try different places. But every day I can go and say, hey, well, I've done this. I've experienced this. I've, I've been able to like do as much as I can about this lifetime.
1: Yeah. Do you run like a food blog? I used to. I used to. What was that one? It was called Try
0: Your Diet. We turned it into a, we actually turned it into a business and, and the mail was making a lot of money.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why wouldn't it? Yeah. We started, we started, and we touched
1: we, it. We started that,
0: yeah. we started that at, uh, right before we launched Afters just because our friends were food beasts we were like doing stuff and they were like, getting free food mm. all the time. We were like, I want to get free food, right? Yeah. next thing you know, we kept getting invited everywhere. Yeah. I was like, dude, I, I don't want to eat. I can't eat. I can't <laughs> eat anymore. Um, but what we noticed when we were doing that was like uh, whenever we post on our, our accounts and the, the food account was like their, their sales started increasing. I was like, we need to get paid for this? Yeah. And their sales are increasing. So yeah. we are like, they would turn into like a marketing agency. Oh, still, is it still that's, up that's and running? running. Oh, still, uh, yeah. Those sweet. other guys are, still, the other other guys are still up and running. Okay. I, I stepped back to, to to pursue different things.
1: Yeah, um, but yeah, it's it's still doing well, and they're
0: they're still killing it.
1: How do you approach like um yeah? So when you have like a new idea, like whether it's a food blog or um, just a new concept of a business or like a collaboration, like yeah. is there a uh a, like a methodical way that you approach it, or is it based off of just Got feeling instinct no there's definitely um
0: everything is pretty strategic when, I, when i'm when i looking at them like if i'm starting um if i'm starting like a record label i'm going to pair up myself with people with experience in the industry to teach me about little things and uh, you know that you're, so you're looking for like certain things that i'm looking for like a product placement guy i'm going to pair up with this guy that knows everybody i'm like Strategically plan who put in the who to put in what place. Like who's going to be who's going to be the best operator of this like a, a restaurant. Like who's going to be the best day to day guy. because I'm not going to be in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. You put me in the kitchen, that's just going to burn down. <laughs> 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 um, uh, so everything's pretty strategic. Cause we're always looking, we're, we're, we're watching, we're hanging out with certain people. Like hey, I think he'll fit that role. And we go talk to him and see if he's interested. Or, yeah. Or people will be seeking out for me. Like oh, I want to do partnership in this, and I'm like, uh. We need to hang out first, and let's see how let's mm-hmm. see how this vibes out, and if it's cool, then we'll, we'll move forward. Yeah. you
1: now, thirty three. Thirty three. Okay. Um. Any regrets? Regrets? Mm. I don't like using that. one. No. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: don't like negative words. here. No, I don't like. Re- can't I can't say that because I'm I'm such a. a, a Things happen for a reason. Four and a half years ago, if you asked me, do you think you were going to be in the food industry or, or working, or let alone like 10, 13 different projects, I would have laughed and said, hell no, I'm only doing, I'm only doing clothing. That's all I knew mm-hmm. at the time. I thought if I was going to do clothing, I'm, I'm screwed, you know? Um, once afters happened, I was like, if I ever, if things were to ever go south, I would ever, I would always be able to figure my way out. Mm-hmm. One way or another. I would always figure it out. I always figure it out. Um, um I'm driven. I'll grind my way out of it. Um, I will do things the right way. I will always do things uh, that have value to me. I would do things being transparent. I will do things um, by working my butt off. Uh, I would apply uh, just being as genuine as I can and Giving people, other people, different giving people opportunities that don't have it yet, and opening doors for them. I think if I apply those
1: things, I'll always be okay. Yeah,
0: that's great. Damn.
1: How do you define success? Success is different for everyone.
0: I think you need. I think success comes from what your values are to you and what's important to you. Once you figure out what your set of values are, and not try to compare what someone else's values are, um, then you'll be able to live a lot happier. If you're trying to compare it to someone else's life. You're, you're not gonna. Be, you're never gonna be able to live someone else's life because everyone's experienced different things growing up, and the mindset and where you're sitting right now. Your point of view of sitting here is my
1: my point of view of sitting towards you. Sure. Um, it's yeah. That's my thinking. That's great. Um, are you like a planner? Are you like pretty um, like schedule oriented. Do You like have a certain routine every day from morning to night. I I definitely. Like, I keep everything,
0: like, I, I treat my life like a, like, a, like a point system, like a game. It's like a game for me every day. Wake up, hit the gym. That's your point. You knocked out a point right there. Mm-hmm. Um, get your chores done. That's another point right there. Uh, finish reading your book. That's another point right there. Knock out. You have 10 meetings. You need to knock out. You need to make sure you knock out 10 meetings before this time. Then your points are out. It's like a point system for me. Um, I, do have a, I do have a schedule. Uh, the list is always there. Do you get to cash in those points for some sort of reward? <laughs> Do you get to cash in those points for, like, rewards? I, I, I cash in all those restaurants. All, <laughs> <laughs> all, this, all this weight gain that's giving me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want those points anymore. To, <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any more rewards. I'm I'll just hang on to the points. <laughs> <No>.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah like, right.
0: everything, like, like I, I, I go, if I travel, so if I travel, like, my point system is pretty ridiculous. Like, <laughs> <laughs> when I talk about my point system, I travel, I'm like, Today I need to eat at like ten places on my list, right? Oh so these ten places. He he went with me recently. Um <laughs> I took him I took him to Texas and I was like, Hey, we eat here. Oh man. He's a chef over there. He's a chef, right? So he's like he's always trying to order the whole menu. I was like, No, we're not gonna order <laughs> we only ordering the highlights, right? <laughs> hey, don't eat all of it because we gotta go another place after this. He didn't learn his lesson, he ate the whole thing the whole thing and I was like Told you. <laughs> <laughs> I went to the second, third, fourth, fifth, he's like, uh, uh, I was like, dude, yeah, just yeah. take a bite and we're on to the next one. We're gonna, like, sampling, right? we're like, it's like a, a day of sampling. Yeah. So it's a, that's like the point system. Like, if we go travel, I'm like, if I have this place on my list, I need to knock it out because I'm like, I'm never going back to Idaho again. I'm all these right now yeah.
1: Dang, i'm trying to travel with you bro yeah <laughs> point system <That's>
0: yeah a- <laughs> i'm trying to order a dish just take one bite and say
1: thank you all i'm right, out
0: i'm out what board. do you guys do don't worry about it man <laughs> dream chases, baby? That's Good. Uh,
1: what's next what's what's on the radar um i'm always
0: looking to like i'm always seeing what what industry i want to conquer next it, it, like you said, I'm curious. I'm always watching like mm-hmm. different shows. Like, hey, how can I go shape this? Whether it's like the tech industry or like product based things or real estate environments that I'm working on right now, I'm, I'm I'm like my hands are like all like just watching. I'm, like, hey, okay, I'm gonna try a little here. and it makes sense, I'm gonna go towards more than that. I'm gonna push things here. If it works well, I'm gonna well go towards that. I've done I've done a lot of consulting. I've done a lot of. I'm doing real estate development now. I'm doing product development. It's tons of different things. Anything that like, piques my interest and gets me excited. If it gets me excited, I'm, going, I'm just going to go towards it. Yeah. And if it does well, cool. If it doesn't, then I'm going to bring the pieces that did really well in that and just apply them to something else to make sure that it works the next time around. So, yeah.
1: That's dope, man. Yeah, I, I, I love how, like again, you say your curiosity will get you interested. And if it's fun and exciting, you'll go for it. But you don't go after it uh, without a plan. You don't go after it without your team knowing like, what you are So it's like, okay, I-, I like it. But here's how I know it's going to work if I apply these principles or apply this system that I have. So it's dope how you approach that, man. It's really dope. Um, I think it's lightning round time. Lightning round. We're going to fire off some questions, bro. All right. Uh, <laughs> so off the okay. top of your head, you just got to go make think. You mentioned guess- TV shows earlier. What's your favorite TV show?
0: Favorite TV? Show? Uh, what am I watching right now? Uh, I thought Game of Thrones was really good. That, I didn't. I didn't. You know, I didn't reach. It, I didn't watch it until like recently. Like all of it. I Doesn't watch matter. you watched like, it. You good? Yeah, it's... we got. We got sucked in. Uh, I don't know, like, the, like. like. Lost season 1 is, like one of my shows. Lost season yeah. one is amazing. <laughs> I that, like I just. I was like, I'm not going to the office tomorrow. I'm going to watch this. <laughs> Can't stop. Hell yeah. Um, I, don't know. I like. I like a lot of. I, don't know, I like a lot of movies. I remember a lot of movies. I like like
1: Hook. Oh, oh Hook classy. is a classic. Standalone. Right. Tom America. Good. Uh, good, A lot of different things. Okay, Dream Collab.
0: Dream Collab? Um, I'm going to work with Disney one way or another. I'm like, Ooh. Oh, Ooh.
1: I believe that's for sure going to happen. That. I'm putting that out there. I could see that. I am for sure. it. freaking love that.
0: A uh, favorite anime. For anime? Uh, Naruto or Dragon Ball. One? Hey. Oh,
1: buddy. Um, you North. North. North 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 North. North North. screaming over here. Uh, favorite after's ice cream flavor? Uh, milk and cereal, for sure. Oh. Worst after his ice cream flavor.
0: We tried this, uh, we tried to make this uh, avocado flavor before. <laughs> I remember the guys were like, damn, dude, that tastes like guacamole. <laughs> but we also tried this blue cheese one. That was, that was bad too. Oh, blue yeah. cheese ice cream? Wow. 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 That
1: didn't come out very well. Ah, that's interesting. Uh, favorite interesting. travel destination?
0: Um, Surprisingly, so the place I enjoyed recently, I went in January to New Zealand. I kind of, mm-hmm. I didn't check much from New Zealand so I went to Australia. I was like, ah, it's probably the, the same thing, right? And I came there, I was like, <laughs> this place is awesome. Uh, favorite book um start with why by Simon sinek. I was in a weird funk as a <laughs> at one point in my clothing time, and then I read that book and it, it, it taught me why I did this the clothing thing in the first place and why I did business in the first place and I think that book is like has a as a
1: means a lot to me sick sick worst idea you've ever pursued worst idea,
0: oh man, I've done a lot of those. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh,
0: now, that noodle concept was pretty bad. <laughs> well, not the new one. The new one with, with Chef Michael and the Red envelope was really good. The first <laughs> one we did, the noodle noodle, when I it. What did. was that? Was that, like, pho or what? It was, it was supposed to be, like, like we, were, we were supposed to bring, like, pho, and then we were supposed to do ramen, and bring ramen to, like, bolsa, and <laughs> our, and you can't, what we It was all wrong. Like, it was By like, the way, I'm so from wrong. Westminster, too, yeah. so I feel like... All these, all you know, the culture that you bring to Western students. Like, Thank you very much. You know, we don't, we don't have a lot of stuff out there. All we have is an over amount of Vietnamese people <laughs> yeah, over and enough. a lot of nail salons. But please continue.
1: Favorite cuisine of
0: all time. Favorite cuisine. Uh, those Vietnamese or Japanese, I'm, I can, I can eat those for like the rest of my life. Tacos.
1: Um, if you had to pursue a career in the entertainment, art, or sports, mm-hmm. what would it be? Entertainment, art, or, sto- or sports? Yeah, I'd be like, I'd be like the talent.
0: I think I'd be like a talent scout or something, or something like that. I'd be mm-hmm. Like a sports, in sports, I'd be like a talent scout, and like in music, I'd be like obviously Scooter Braun's not a bad job. I'd take that hit nice, nice, I take the, I take his job nice, of like scooter. building, helping, building, shaping, shaping artists, and. and and finding pieces to build to the brand and kind of help direct them towards like, creative directing.
1: Yeah. Sick. So kind of what you're doing already, but just- in like idea. that industry. <laughs> <laughs> I got. A, I got two part. Uh, favorite actor and favorite artist. Uh, artist. Favorite actors work. Favorite actor. favorite actor and then.
0: Oh man. They threw me for a hard one. Somebody throw me some ideas.
1: Like uh, we, in the past, we've had like Denzel or Brad Pitt or
0: Jim Carrey.
1: Will Smith's
0: a Rocker One. Will Smith one. is a popular one. <laughs> Toby McGuire. Most popular one, but more on the Fresh Prince side than yeah.
1: You know, like Fresh Smith, Prince, like Fresh Prince,
0: Will Smith. Prince Will Smith. That's play. a good. That's a good Will Smith. That is good. I would pick that one. Um, um, pick okay. Yeah, Will Smith's good. Favorite Nickelodeon show. Uh, My Rugrats or the original Doug. Oh, oh Doug. nice. Not the not when ABC took over Doug. <laughs> I need more allowance. Okay, sorry,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. I'm out of question. I think we're lightning round out. Yeah, that was, that was good. good. That was really good actually. Um, cool. So we have this thing called golden rule. Golden rule, pretty much self-explanatory. Everybody kind of knows what that is. But um, it's your life mantra. It's something that either someone else has said that you're like, oh, I like that. I'm going to apply that to my life, or something that you've developed for yourself. If you had a golden rule, what would that be?
0: Um, uh, my golden rule is make sure you tell the greatest story never told. Um, when when I'm like a hundred years old and I have buttloads of grandchildren, I wanna tell them the greatest story I have ever lived and that like I told you I don't I never wondered about that everything. I actually went out and pursued it and whether it did well or not. Like I was able to live this great life and whether I'm here and gone to, or gone tomorrow that I'm doing as much as I can in the amount of time I have out here right now. And I think every if you're not, if I'm not doing anything, I'm not really living. So I'm going to go out there and do the most.
1: Wow. That is golden. That is golden. That is the golden rule. Very good, man. Um, Yeah. Where can people follow you on your journey, man? Your life journey of all over the world to all the ventures? Where can people find um, you social media, social, websites? Whatever. Yeah, you can find me on social media, um, my, my IG, and everything
0: that's. At Andy the Nguyen or Andy the Win, whatever. You and you set up just for
1: you know. A N D
0: Y T H E last name spelled N G U Y
1: E N. And don't worry, I'll list that in the show notes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, that it. Just Instagram. No, the thing. Yeah, that, that, that. you want email? You can find my email through the
0: Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> got it. Got it. I'll put that in the show notes. Slide Slide in the DM, and I'll
1: answer any hey. questions you have. Ooh, what's that, man? Yo, Andy, man, I just got to say, dude, I, I'm super inspired by you. I feel like every time we link up to like grab lunch to, you know, catch up on life and um, just seeing like, hey, I mean, I, I'm obviously following you on all your stuff and just seeing the way that you operate more than like just the businesses and the things that you're doing. Um, it's your approach. And I think every time I talk to you, um, no matter what's going on, and no matter what's on your plate, you have a very... Um, consistent level head and um, you care about the people first and I can see that like from the people that you decide to work with to the ideas that you decide to pursue you care about the people that are involved first because it starts with those people if you don't want to if I don't want to be around people that I'm going to do with it doesn't matter how good the idea is like I just don't want to do it right so um, I'm super inspired by that man and um, yo, just seeing your journey, dude, like uh it's really dope to see it, and I'm so glad that you hopped on here. Um you're not a dancer, obviously. That's not your trade, that's not your profession. Hey, 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 he is I mean, yeah, at heart <laughs> <laughs> he might wreck some holes He might in the in the Nordic track circle and you know, like yeah, see him I in think the circle. We'll still see walk. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. but yeah like just the way that you uh are just a creative thinker outside the box man we vibe with that um and yeah for kinjas man you're you're a huge inspiration to us and um yeah for you to come on a, a podcast like this to offer knowledge um that uh, is going to be probably a little bit different for, for our demographic but like uh we have you know, young people to people our age that are trying to hustle, trying to figure things out. So mm-hmm. I feel like your perspective on uh, life and business and, and people and relationships, all of that, man, is so valuable. So, dude, thank you so much for coming. Well, thank you guys day. for having thank me you. here, I'm super honored.
0: I'm, I'm, you know, a huge, besides, you know, watching the distance, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of you guys. And, and I love what you guys do and how you guys work with the community and, and building it and try to shift it yourselves. Um, I definitely admire that. And, hope we can do
1: more crazy clubs together Yeah, yeah you know it my friend yes. you know it well cool cool dude thanks so much for stopping by and yeah I think we're good right yeah yeah thank you thank you so much for listening uh, and uh, if you don't <laughs> forget please leave a comment on iTunes give us a rating uh, good or bad uh, we like to learn uh, also check out can just podcast with a K. Dot com. follow us on social media can just podcast with a kate Instagram Facebook Twitter you know it that's it. and then we plugged it all up.
0: Dang, pal. You did a great job. Oh, thank
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> he killed that one, dude. Thanks. All right, well. Thanks for listening, y'all. Peace. Peace. See you soon. Get your